haven't seen it be this bad in recent time till the president has really made this um, a race issue, whether it's about um, African-Americans. Certainly, he's doing it all over the board with immigrants, but hey, we need hmm. to have this conversation. I cannot. What? I just can't. 1984, 1980, right. Gucci just a few days ago. This is not about President Donald Trump. This is about racism in the United States of America. Congresswoman, I hear you, but on this, we're not blaming President Trump. I'm he saying he that he has, listen, he has divided no, this country. No, let me, let me just say this. He is using it's easy. race as I am issue. not going to let, continue to let politicians use this man as the excuse to deal with racism in this country. It's been going on for far too long in the United States of America. We need some real truth and re reconciliation. Yes, President Donald Trump is a racist. There is no doubt about it. But as we have seen, Democrats delve in racism as well. We got to stop making this about who's a Republican, who's a right. Democrat. I want to know who's a humanitarian. That's right. I want to know who's going to stand up for people's lives, starting with black lives, because when you take care of black lives, everybody's life is taken care of. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, a girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite podcast is on the net. Turn this. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal It's the culture shop, I cast it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live Are you really saying, um, oh yes, snacks? And closing your eyes. Courtney be greedy. Greedy. Courtney be snacking. All right, so let's do this. Let's just go ahead and get into it. What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. Happy Black History Month. Um, What's up? It's a lot going on. It's a lot for us to talk about. And... I just want to go ahead and get into it. First of all, a lot has happened since we talked to you guys, since I seen you. What? We're actually recording, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Y'all, she's looking at me like a deer in headlights. Courtney, be greedy, I told you. Listen, I didn't know what was going on. I needed a snack because... <laughs> I need. I mean, I know I am a snack, but I needed an actual snack. You know what's sad? What? We chose the crunchiest snack you could possibly have. We're not going to give them no pub because, you know. No, until you pay me. Uh, F you pay me. All but right. listen. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we trying to get black to business, but listen. I'm so glad that we have you back on board. Please forgive us uh, for the crunching. Uh, <laughs> a sister is hungry, man. I am too. I'm going to eat something as soon as I leave from here. Okay. Getting this work. Giving y'all this work. Work, 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 work. We love songs. 
We love songs around here. Okay. So, before we record, B and I always get into these discussions, and we end up talking for an hour. So, I was like, man, let's just do this because I really want you guys to start weighing in a little bit more on, on some of these heavy talks that we're having. Like, what's going on in the world? First of all, your president's still stupid. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I just have to throw that in every now and then. Uh, we celebrated, what, NBA All-Star Weekend here mm-hmm. in the city. Since I talked to y'all last, had a good time. We saw some good art, some good artists, and we did a lot of stuff for the free where uh, our pals paid out the wazoo. So I'm yes. so glad I'm on that on that wave of uh, lounge me up, son. <laughs> Throw me a drink. Yeah, uh, the, the people had their marketing budgets out in full effect. What? Okay? Everybody was giving out freebies. And did. And so, what, you guys will hear this show on Tuesday, and then in the city we'll have CIAA. So, you know, back-to-back things to celebrate here. Mm-hmm. Good vibes. Um, did you hear about 50 Cent and the NYPD officer who ordered the other officers to shoot him? On site. On site. Somewhat, but not, not that much. I didn't really get into it. Okay. Just a little quick thing if you guys hadn't heard it a couple weeks ago deputy inspector emmanuel gonzalez who is the commander of the 72nd precinct in brooklyn um during a roll call you big dummy instructed now i don't know whether this was like by way of joke or like he really doesn't like 50 cent is what i did here though and instructed the officers to shoot 50 cent on site and of course some of the officers told on him and now you know he's under investigation you know, Petty McGrady did, um, <laughs> you're shaking your head. He is petty. He is because I didn't know about it, but I wondered why he kept, like, he keeps hashtagging that, that dude's name and putting, shoot him on site. Right. And I'm like, what was he talking, what is because, he talking about? Because but that's he what he's petty. talking about. He but just, he, did, he he's right. rightfully so in he's this rightfully regard. He's rightfully upset. Yeah. Right. So, there's that. But isn't that like, like, that's a crime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... That's a threat. Like, you mm-hmm. can't just do that just because you're the police. Right. And kudos to those officers who told on him. Right. Because normally they live by that code of silence where, you know, blue lives matter and they can't... You the, know, they the, can't... The boys in blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. the good old boys in blue. So, I mean, I can't believe that somebody actually told. Right. To be honest, I really can't believe that somebody actually said, hey... And, I mean, that sucks to think that way of officers, but I just... You know what it is? I don't hardly trust nobody in a the uniform. They probably love 21 questions. Girl, I used to think I was in G-Unit, okay? Ma'am. Courtney B. down with G-Unit. Really? Yes, girl, I loved G-Unit back in the day. Now, 50 Cent now, not so much, but back then, yes. Like, and I, this is another thing that, I, that gets on my nerves about social media is people look through, I mean, this is with everything, Mm -hmm. even with like the Me Too movement, like people view things of the past through the lens of now. And you cannot do that. You, you can't, you, you can't, you can't do that. And I said that to say, like, I seen somebody posting like, um, it was something, I think it was on 106 in Park, and it was a clip of Free and AJ, and they were introducing, um, like, different acts. Mm-hmm. And people were, like, laughing, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that people wore this hype. 
about Ja Rule and really these there was this hype about but B2K. I, I'm like, I, but I you are looking at that through the lens of now. Hold up. At the time, these things were popping. At the time, G Unit was popping. Like so, I just people you can't look through things with this 2019 lens because nothing's gonna be the same. Like the Spice Girls, somebody was like, "Who's really who's really checking for the Spice Girls?" They were a global phenomenon. They were. were. You you have to think about this, and I'm looking at this from my sixth and seventh grade self. At the time, that was the thing. Of course, now as a grown up adult, it's not. But I can't look at that as me being my age now. Like you, you have to remember what lens we were viewing these things through. Let me then. tell you something that burns me up when people try to play Ja Rule. I can't stand it. Saying Ja Rule did not have hits is like saying Cisco didn't have hits. Let me just go down his little discography for a second. I'm not even gonna give it all to you. But like I'm real clap back, caught up between me and you, holla holla. Living it up, mesmerized, it's murder, always on time. Don't don't do that, y'all. Do not do that. But they do. And I need y'all to stop because you know you can't look at everything through a 2019 lens like I was um watching something recently on TV don't do that. where do you remember that photo? It's an iconic photo that I think has been on the cover of Time magazine. And it was this soldier that had come home and he grabbed, I don't, she looked like she had like a nurse's uniform, like kissed her in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. That's like an iconic photo. Mm -hmm. It is. They're now requesting for that photo to be not used anymore because they found the lady's uh, family who said that she didn't know this guy. Like it was just a random picture. He just came up and grabbed her and kissed her. So now because of Me Too, they want them to stop publications of this. And I'm just like, we can't look at every single thing through the lens of now. Like the lady... She's, the lady died. She's deceased, oh. yeah. But now they want them to stop using that picture because it's because of the Me Too movement and consent. And I'm like, y'all, let's focus on the things that are happening right now and stuff that we can actually change. <laughs> like, y'all, like what what's going on here? Look at things and work and focus on what we have going on right now. You mean to tell me that with everything going on in the world, you worrying about this picture that happened fifty years ago? Like, this is of concern to you, and both of the people in the picture are deceased? Yes. Leave me alone. So, speaking of things that are <laughs> going on alone. in the world, and injustices and things that we need to worry about, did you hear the story about the football mom sleepover? Yes, I did. So, for those of you who have been under a rock, and maybe you haven't been under a rock, but they don't publicize stories like these, there is a 40-year-old woman, she was a wife and a mother, her name is Tamla um, Horsford in Forsyth, Forsyth Georgia. Tongue-tied Tiffany. Y'all have met her before. Starting early. See, right. Y'all know me. Um, but she went to a sleepover with seven white women. Mm-hmm. She was the only black one. Three white men ended up... We don't know the full-on story about like how this transpired, but three white men were eventually invited to come over. One of the white men was the boyfriend of the homeowner. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, Tamla was found dead outside. Um, And she had been, her face was badly bruised. I'll just say that. Because I've been saying she was beaten. Because that's the version of the story that I got. But Mm -hmm. whatever, for detail's sake. Um, This was supposed to be a a women's only sleepover, first of all. And I have issues. First of all, we haven't, that's the first thing. Secondly, we haven't heard that much about this story 
Um, Tamla was allegedly found by the homeowner's aunt at 7.30 in the morning, but nobody called 911 until 9.30 in the morning. So between that time, what were y'all doing? Trying to figure out a lie. This I is mean, a, what else could they have been doing? Right. This is a murder where no charges have been um, filed. And Jose, is that, is that his name? I don't know. I can't remember. I know his, his last name, name I've seen is his Barrera. picture on the line, um, online, but I didn't. I didn't catch his name. So the boyfriend that I was referring to, please forgive me, um, because I want to make sure I get his name right. So um, he's a former probation officer who was one of the men in attendance. He's a boyfriend of the homeowner, and he's already a shady guy. He had lost his job for basically like getting information and using the confidential files, you know, for ongoing investigations. And first. They said she died from, like, alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. Then they said she died from falling off the balcony. I believe in going in twos, number one. And two, I'm, it ain't going to be all night before we realize you're missing in right. a house where only what, eight of us were supposed to be at a girl's sleepover. So, um, the it's been three months since this happened. Mm -hmm. And the family hasn't received a full-on autopsy. I got a problem. Her friend, her friend started asking questions. The people from the sleepover started intimidating her. I told you the mm -hmm. boyfriend of the homeowner used to be a probation officer so he could get his hands on information. And somehow they got their hands on some information where the friend who was making too many inquiries ended up being arrested. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I saw where they tried to basically get him reprimanded from that and, and, what was told to the reporters is that the information that he accessed was public knowledge. So there's basically no, they're not going to do anything to him about that. Right. But they were disgusted that he did that. I mean, okay, but disgusted doesn't start the process of some type of investigation here about what's going on. You know what else I kind of don't like? Every time I see a picture, first of all, they never mention like the lady who owns the house. No, they just say homeowner. Mm -hmm. And they keep hiding. Like, if you see pictures, unless you've seen something that I haven't, they hide their faces, like, behind, you know, those little mm -hmm. uh, smiley face emojis. So we'll see pictures of the, the actual, from the actual sleepover, like, her na last night alive. But no face is shown but hers. And I just wonder about her children that go to that school and are still seeing those kids mm -hmm. and those parents still... Her picking up was their on the kids. football team. Yeah, so how does that work? She's survived by her husband, Leander, five sons, Jaden, Peyton, Gavin, Braden, and Mason, and a stepdaughter, um, Akishma. It's the saddest thing I heard in a long time. And when you hear things like this, you want to be able to do something, but dang, where do you start? I mean, the fact that nobody is really talking about it is what is mind-boggling to me. Right. But I think in the recent weeks, in in next few months, I feel like the more that people like us talk about it and post people post about it, um, I feel like it will catch traction and right. steam. But people have to be aware that this is going on and make noise about it or yeah. they're just going to cover it up how can it i mean it has to be some to the fire it has to be some legal statute that says this is the amount of time that you have to turn over an autopsy report right like i know there's got to be a legal statute they just can't say oh well, we can take three years like right. what wait i mean like what's going on 
And even why is that taking so long for her husband to get his hands on? Because they're trying to doctor it up. I don't like it. I mean, why else would it take that long? Typically, you get that like back in a week or so. It doesn't take that long to do an autopsy, send out the lab reports, get the lab results back, and type up your report. I mean, right? what's taking so long? Unless you're trying to doctor or impede the process in some way. Right. Courtney. Tiffany. Let's talk about something <laughs> that is also taking a long time or has taken a long time. What girl? What girl? Your boy. Who was my boy? Kales. Oh, God. Aura Kelly. Aura has been arrested. Um, Well, he was asked to turn himself in. Mm -hmm. He has turned himself in. I know that he was under, what, a million-dollar bond mm -hmm. or is under a million-dollar bond. I thought that he had bonded out for 100 Okay. No. Girl, I mean, all no. day Monday, I'm out here thinking that he has bonded out for 100K, and you come, and you tell me that R. Kelly is still in jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, when you when you said that, I was like, wait a minute, R. Kelly, R. Kelly out of jail? So, yeah, he has has been um, given a million-dollar bond, which he has to pay 10%, which is $100,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that he cannot afford to pay. He, he still owes $190,000 in back child support to his ex-wife. Um, R. Kelly didn't have no money. No, R. Kelly doesn't have any money because, number one, R. Kelly couldn't even read to make sure that he owned his own publishing. Right. So I'm, I'm more than likely sure that he's not up to date or on top of his financials. I, I just seriously doubt that. Like, he can't read. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he can add one, two, three, four. But when it gets Don't down do to <laughs> when it gets down to QuickBooks and all of this other stuff, I'm sure that he is not a CPA. So I can believe that he doesn't have um, any money. Then it takes money to you know run a basically a sex trafficking ring. I mean, you got to pay these people for their silence. So look he, at God, he ain't got no money. Um, always on time. Always on time. <laughs> I know that ain't a gospel okay. song, but I'm just saying it fits. But listen, it it, it fits. Um. <laughs> And uh, what's what's interesting is that they are housing him on the medical unit for safety reasons. Um, we said, you and I said that it was going to be another tape that got him in trouble. Yeah. Because those are not, those. I'm pretty sure he has so many tapes. And it was a VHS. Right. Like, who even has, still has exactly. VHS tapes laying around? How you playing them? You're just keeping them in. It's almost like a serial killer. It is. With trophies. tokens and trophies, yeah. I rewatched the documentary the other day. Yeah. And, um, and that, it just really honed in on the fact that they said that he kept taping himself, that he couldn't help it, that he said he couldn't help it. So I'm like, there are lots of tapes out here, bro. There's, there's lots of tapes. And what's interesting is... That same, well, she's a woman now, but that's the same girl from the original tapes that he was on trial for the first time mm -hmm. is in these tapes too, mm -hmm. along with others. I think they said it was like maybe four, four people. Um, but I, I mean, R. Kelly just, and I mean, this is no pun intended, but he better get ready to pay the piper because they are going to hit him. With that OJ statue. Like, okay, we didn't get you the first time. So we're really going to get you this time. We're going to get you this time. And you know what I noticed as I watched? First of all, what I really... So many things, girl. Like, 
the two girls from the documentary at the end that were still with him, uh-huh. they were at his trial. Um, they were in court with him on mm-hmm. Saturday, and they were holding hands. Parents were there trying to talk to, what's the girl's name, Azriel. Yeah. She would not. She would not speak to her father. They even moved to a different row. I said, that is, they are brainwashed. But guess, they, they haven't seen what we've seen. They don't know about the documentary, all the other women. like. But guess what's going to happen? They're going to stop taking care of exactly. them. Exactly. So, yep. if I was in Paris, I'm going to worry about it. You're just going to wait. You're gonna because wait. you ain't going to have nowhere to go. Because those men that are acting like they care about you and protecting, they're on the payroll. They're that is their job. The they money. don't care about you. Mm-mm. So when that when when you see that this money is really dried up, I said the same thing. I guarantee Saturday. you, you're gonna be calling home. Like the you reality check gonna send it real quick. Either that, or I could see it being the opposite way and them not wanting to go home and and like I'm not trying to. Speak what are they gonna do? On camp out at the jail? Because R. Kelly is going to jail. <laughs> you know, I noticed the big difference between this time and last time. Remember the last time? This is when um, Andrea had R. Kelly Jr. And she was in the hospital. They had taken her to Florida. And she saw R. Kelly getting arrested on TV. Mm-hmm. Remember when R. Kelly got out of that car and the fans were screaming and he was waving and smiling? Girl, won't not, not nary a smile cracked when Robert Sylvester Kelly got up out of that car this Sylvester week. Sylvester the damn molester. He looked like a Sylvester. He looked like an Uncle Vest that you don't get around that might... Don't take your, don't take them kids over there with him Mm-mm. with Sylvester. Mm-mm. Where them kids? You the right. girl? Where them kids at? Right. No. no, 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 no. They don't even go. No, Mm-mm. he he looks a mess. He is out of shape. He had all these man boobs. I was like, ew, like, sir, <laughs> B. You've been he's been like in hiding for real. Just hold, just hold up somewhere eating. Bye, Ara. I know we yeah, gotta I move on, you. but I also want to say. They finally went in, were able to go into the studio, mm-hmm. you know, because he's getting evicted from that because he hasn't been paying the bill. And he was violating, I guess, the policy because you're not supposed to make it into a residence. A dwelling, yeah. It is dilapidated on the inside. Really? It looks terrible. They took a camera all up and through there. Was it beds and stuff in there like everybody had said? I don't even know if I noticed the beds. I wasn't really looking. I was so stunned by, like, the wiring and all the open, you know. Because R. Kelly doesn't have money. He doesn't have money. Like, that's, but you know what? That's something that I think that a lot of entertainers are, I think that's the position that they're in. Like, for instance, whenever 21 Savage was arrested, and then his label that flaunts all this money, all these cars, had this stripper bowl in Atlanta. Was posting stuff talking about we need donations. Why do you need donations? Now, in defense, I heard that the stripper bowl didn't have anything to do with him and that he didn't need the donations to get a lawyer, but Jay-Z wanted to get him the best lawyers. Jay-Z can afford it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that was Jay-Z's thing. Like, he wanted to get him the best lawyers to help with the situation. Well, his label should be able to handle it. You shouldn't be asking for donations from people. Donation, donation. You got all this money. You got. You mean to tell me you got all this money? You can't afford to pay for a good lawyer. A team of lawyers. A team of lawyers and a good lawyer ain't the same thing. If you buy houses and Lamborghinis and all, you can afford to get a team of lawyers. 
all of those people, the way Offset was caping for you, you mean to tell me that off, the Migos ain't got enough money? Okay. Collectively? Maybe not. Well, then that's that's a, that's a bad look. Right, but is it a bad look on his part that his label mates don't have the kind of money that they claim to have? Cause, it, because. I, it's a bad look collectively. It's a bad look collectively. Maybe, but. It's a bad look collectively. Jay-Z been in the game for a long time. But see, it was my it was my understanding that the that the that the uh, donations happened before Jay Z stepped in and said he would pay for it. Well, I think that's what I'm saying. Okay, though. so then we can take Jay out of it. I'm talking about the label, all his celebrity friends, all. That's what I'm talking about. I don't disagree with you <laughs> uh, on on like on part of it. But donations. what I'm saying is. If we're talking about, like, a label of people who are significantly younger than Jay-Z, like, because you put Jay-Z in the scenario as if to say, like, they didn't have the money, so Jay-Z had to come and do it. Like, Jay-Z didn't have to do it. But if you listen to how Jay used to talk about, like, how he did his money back in the day, then it's kind of relatable if you think about the age of the people that are on this. Like, they're not all young. But if we're talking about 21 Savage, he's not 21 anymore, but he ain't 30 either. And when you listen to Jay-Z talk about, like, how he squandered money in his youth and, like, if he had it to do over again, he would have been a billionaire by now. Sometimes you just got to learn. I'm not making an excuse for 21 Savage, but I'm saying 21 Savage could afford a lawyer and he could afford a good lawyer. Or maybe he could afford a team of lawyers, but the team of lawyers wouldn't have been great. And they knew, like, maybe he knew, hypothetical, but maybe they knew they make examples of black people sometimes. Not saying, you know what I'm saying, like he couldn't have had his ducks in a row before, but after he was in that situation, it was like, okay, I need the best team of lawyers to get out of this situation. It it came by any means necessary. Jay-Z decided. Maybe Jay-Z also saw that same thing. Like, you know what? If I was his age, I probably would have been in these same shoes. Let me help the brother out. Because I don't think that they just reach out and aimlessly help people. They help people that they think they need to help, just like with Meek. So, I don't know. Just my opinion. And we're going to roll on, because mm-hmm. I ain't changing. <laughs> and, and nor am I, but that's what makes this show great. I ain't changing. I do have a question for you. I don't know. Maybe it's just the people that, I, I'm talking about people that make a lot of illegal money. You, you always... And when you know that you're not right, I mean, I'm talking 20, 19, 20, 21, 22. You know you got to save some money just in case something pop off. Like, I mean, maybe. about the age, 19, yes, I mean. You don't know. No, I'm talking about the people that I know and experience that have made a lot of, and I'm going to just say illegal money. Right. When it came down to it, they had that money for them lawyers. Right. It may not be on that magnitude, but if I know that I am already fighting a legal battle, it seems like that would be a priority. Maybe my com- common sense ain't so common. But I'm just saying you can ask for whatever you want. Right. But the optics of what you're selling to the public, the image that you're projecting, right. one would think that you wouldn't have to come and ask people who barely have anything to give you money. See, but then that opens up a whole nother conversation. That's just that's just my own when we talk, when we talk about like rappers and things that they've rapped about all along the way like since almost since the beginning of rap, not quite because they used to rap about stuff that they were actually living, but there came a point 
in the rap game where people were rapping about the stuff that they quote unquote had, but it was what they really wished that they had. And those things came later. And you hear these stories from OGs that are like, yeah, we were rapping about that stuff, but we were still living in the projects. It was like projection, like wishful thinking, like we trying to get there. So I don't expect the formula to change if it's still been working. I don't expect young dudes. I know dudes, I got family who will make a rap song about like Lamborghinis and all this stuff. And they, they, they don't live like that. I, I got homies who live in Fayetteville who rap and you, if anybody been to Fayetteville, then you already know, like people who live down there, unless you from a military family, nine times out of 10, you don't really got it like that. But that's what they rap about. Dudes in the country, like that's what they rap about. Money and drugs, they might know a little something about a little bit of drugs, but not a whole lot like weight like they rap about. So I don't expect 21 Savage to have the kind of money for the kind of team of lawyers that he needed. If he did, it wouldn't surprise me, but it also doesn't surprise me that he didn't. Or his young label mates. And hopefully, what my, my only label thing is... Label mates, the actual label, none of them could come up with that that type of money but you know what my hope is that this is a learning lesson for him just yeah. like it was for meat meal because i mean maybe it's because i followed the ceo of that there's no way that you telling me that you gotta take up donations now i'm saying not saying donations from people like jay-z people in the industry but to put it out there like we want you like like that's that's like um and I'm going to just use, this is, is this is an extreme type of comparison, but it's not because he only worked $170 million, which with people who are billionaires, there are people who have a lot more money, him like Floyd Mayweather. That's like you posting about what you buy and you go to jail and be like, oh, I need my fans to help out. What, the, what are you talking about? Right. What, what, are, what are you talking about? So I'm, spe I'm not speaking from a, just 21 Savage by himself, mm -hmm. but because 21 Savage is not the one who, said give me donations mm -hmm. these are the people surround him his label that type of thing so my thing is you're 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 making it like y'all can't come up with this money maybe they were just greedy then on their part they didn't <laughs> want to like spend that makes their own money no sense like i mean and i don't know maybe it's because my sympathy is like this much mm -hmm. i don't have sympathy for you like that's tough but it's people out here that's homeless sleeping in the snow so i mean i don't that, that's just the lens that I see it through. Like, okay, well, like, I mean, I want a donation too. Like, my life will do. Can I get a donation? <laughs> like, I mean, can I get a donation? Like, you need to handle your part. You need to get your priorities in, in check. As do so many other people we know. Point blank. I don't know. Um, okay, so I'm going to move past that because we kind of stayed on that for. I want to give you guys some something positive. Well, so many things that were positive also happened. Cardi B and Bruno Mars dropped another um, single that made me feel mm -hmm. really good. It's called Please Me. I, tend, I absolutely like it. And um, it made me feel good because, remember, she came out with that hit with Bruno Mars. Then she got pregnant and people were telling her, like, oh, because you can't go on tour, like, it's over. And mm -hmm. look at her, right back at it. She is. She black like she never left, I seen girl. that a video. She, they're having a video that's coming out, so... I'm interested to see what the video is. Mm -hmm. The last video was not for me. I watched it once and I kept scrolling. What video? The twerk video. <laughs> Clearly that wasn't for me. Oh. Um, so I'm interested to see what the next one will be like. And 
um, you know, what the visual will be for the next video. So I listened to the song. It's a cute song. Yeah, it's cute. So I'm interested to see what it, what um, comes of it and if it's as good as, um, not as good as, but tops the charts like Finesse did. Yeah. Um, see, Finesse gave us a touch of nostalgia, though, so I'm not sure. But, I mean, we'll keep an open mind. Hell, you know, in Limit may Color not be, was big for yeah, us. Yeah, it so. may not be us that make it that way but, but i'm somebody sure, yes you're right you're right yeah i'm sure i'm sure the younger generation will ensure that it gets to where it needs to go <laughs> um did you get a chance to watch the oscars i watched some of it i i didn't get to watch all of it because what was i doing i was doing something and then halfway through i was like oh shoot it was like nine o'clock i was like the oscars are on so then i turned it on to watch so i missed the first Half. I think the first win I saw was for Mahershala. That was the first one I saw. Wasn't that dope? I don't know yeah. if he even felt like... I mean, because, you know, he's so cool. I was looking at pictures of Mahershala earlier today, and I was thinking, you know who he, how he makes me feel? He makes me feel like I'm looking at um, Wesley Snipes from back in the day a little mm -hmm. bit. Like, he gives me that air of swagginess, if you will. Yeah, he's very cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, so shout out to Mahershala. I think his was for Green Book. Yeah, for um, Best Supporting Actor. And what was funny was when he, <laughs> it's not funny, but when he accepted it, he said, thank you. Then he said, appreciate it. And I don't know why that was just funny to me, because I was like, you better be, you, you better be up there in code. Yeah, because right. he was like, appreciate it. And I'm right. like, oh my God, that's what we all say. Like, <laughs> so so like, but I thought that was cute. And he looked really really good and i saw a side by side and he was basically dressed as um denzel washington in some movie i can't remember what the movie was but he had the same hat he had those same clear rim glasses um so it was kind of like a callback to an old um denzel washington film was so that intentional i don't know but it was the same hat and the same glasses so okay. um, i don't know if it was intentional but i mean you, it's just not every day you see people I Wear love that. when people in the industry pay homage to other people in the industry. You know who else did that last night? Who? Spike Lee, who also finally won his first Oscar. Yes, he did. Um, after being nominated five times. Child. Finally got one. Child. After all these years. He was so happy. And he um he his outfit was tribute to Prince. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's not my cup of tea, but Prince I mean, was, so. it was, it was, to me, it was just like, I mean, it was just like classic Spike Lee. Like, yeah, it you know, was, it didn't surprise you, right? No, like even down to the Jordan 3s, like, it just, it didn't surprise me. But I was excited for Spike Lee. Um, I was excited for Samuel Jackson, who got extremely hyped. Yes, that's And shouted boy. out Morehouse, mm -hmm. yeah. And Spike gave him his actual first role. He was Gator. So yeah. for Spike Lee to be, I mean, for Samuel Jackson to present him that award, I thought that was that was probably that was intentional too. Yeah, that was really really good. Sidebar: Did you know that um, Samuel Jackson wasn't he? Yes. So Samuel Jackson was expelled from Morehouse and then went back a few years later and got his degree. Yeah, I, I thought that, that was good. I can see him getting expelled too. Me too, girl. Because he's crazy now. I can only imagine how he was <laughs> back then. Yeah. 
he doesn't care. He will say whatever he want to say. Like, wasn't it though? Because it wasn't because of academia. It was because didn't they shut down like the student center and he was at the center of it or something like? I feel like that's the story that I read one time, like a long time ago. I, can, I don't know. Gotta I can do believe Googles, that. But I can believe that. Yeah. He looked like the type that would shut something that's down. That's a good reason to get expelled. You yeah. got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. At least that's what they say. Um, but his was for Black Klansmen. Um, of course, I'm not going to do the whole Regina King thing again today because if I start. Why? Because, you know, I'll, I'll start talking and we'll be talking about her for like an hour. And I've already done that on this show at least twice. Well. Because I, I love her and I live for the day. I, I just need to get this out now. That go I'm ahead. I live for the day that I am a co-star of hers mm-hmm. or co-writing a script with her or doing production work with Regina King. Like, that is my dream. She's okay. good. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, that she won for Best Supporting Actress for If Bill Street Could Talk, which was so good. And I tried to go back and see it for a second time, but I, was in, I wasn't here. I was in another city, and they weren't showing it anymore. But if you haven't seen If Bill Street Could Talk, please go see it. Right. It's just beautiful. It's just, it's just a really awesome film. And just like... Many other black thespians, she should have been one one before now. Child. But we'll we'll take we'll take what we can get. Now she was awesome in this film, but she has consistently been awesome because in child. so many things. And we posted so them many before. things, all the things, all of the things. So um, another thing too, y'all got to do y'all googles. This is bothering me. Y'all got to do y'all googles when y'all making these memes like. I seen this meme about Regina King and it was like, don't let them tell you you can't do anything. And it was a picture of her um, from Friday when she was Craig's sister to now. And I'm like, that just gives off an opinion. Like, it just, it didn't sit well with me. I'm like, first of all, that's not her first role. Okay. She had been around a long time. Is the implication that like the role was tiny? Like a tiny yeah, role, because, and now she's winning Oscars? Yeah, and I'm just like... she was on 227. That's why I'm like, y'all need to really think about these little stupid memes y'all share. Because I seen it today, and I was just like... That's not that like, was like one of her most smallest, insignificant roles. Like, I mean, it was a cute little role, but it wasn't... You talking about if Bill Street could talk? No, I'm talking, talking about, about in Friday. Friday. Okay. I mean, she was just Craig's sister. She did good, but it's not like other things that she has done and done really, really well. Like, and that's someone. So my thing is, why didn't you just pick 227 from the very beginning? Right. Because to me, that is, that's the actual progression from then until now. Right. Not Friday. That's <laughs> like, not how, like, they do, um, um, Taraji P. Henson. They do her the same way. I don't like it. And one thing about Taraji P. Henson, she should have won that Oscar when she was um, Benjamin Button's mama. Child! She should have won that Oscar. Give me some. Give me five, girl. She should have won that Oscar. Because, because she killed that role. She, you hear me? She, that was, Brad I'm telling Pitt you, I love that movie. I was focused on in that movie. Taraji P. Henson killed that movie. She there would be no Benjamin Button movie without Taraji P. Henson. She should have won it for that. Y'all I'm better sorry. recognize now, like, whenever they're giving black people their things, I'd be like, yes, give my people their things because they are overdue. Peter Ramsey also won for Best Animated Film with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. And Ruth Carter um, yes. got it for Costume Design for Black Panther and your girl Hannah Beecher yep. got it for Best Production Design. Who also did Lemonade. Woo-hoo. Yes. And one thing that um, Hannah said when she accepted her award is she said, I did my best and my best was good enough. So that just really like resonated with me. Like she did her very best. 
And you, you could see it because, I mean, it was a whole other planet. Like, I, mean, I mean, you know. That we all think that we can still go to. Yeah, so um, she did um, really well. But the thing that really stuck with me with the wins just from this year was, like, the theme of, like, community. Because when you think about it, you know, like, with Samuel L. Jackson presenting the award to Spike Lee, um, Spike Lee gave Ruth Carter her first um, costume design role in um, School Days. And that's if right. you know School Days, like, you remember it for the costumes. costumes that's right. Um, Ryan Coogler making his wins and using one of his college friends to do the score and um, using um, Michael B. Jordan from Fruitvale Station on, like, mm-hmm. using the people that you have around you, not looking for the biggest names and the most popular names or the term now or, or influencers using the people that are around you, using your network right. and look at where they are. Like they're all this little bubble of people all winning together. That's what I really got from this Academy Awards from, from the groups of people. Some of the groups of people that were there it's, it's just that sense of community. It's so funny that you say that because I was texting one of my, actually one of my former supervisors turned friend the other day and I was like I really look forward to the day where you and I can still make some money together and he was like um probably paraphrasing but basically like yeah we got to and I was like too creative not to like if you look in your especially if you're a creative even if you're not a creative if that's not like what you do if your thing is science like you know other scientists your friends are scientists my friends are creatives yeah I mean, you, you have to, like, two, well, I'm not going to say just two people, but one of the one of the companies that I think about that, like how you said, like, you don't have to be creative is, like, Rockefeller, right? Because Dame Dash was not creative, but Jay, but Jay was. was. But right. they surrounded themselves with each other who, they complimented each other. One was a creative and one was more hustly, business smart. Right. So, I mean, you don't have to do the same thing, just... Use your network and find somebody that does something that you can't do 10 times better than you can do it. Right. Because, I mean, I feel like they're one of the prime examples of that. I mean, now, <laughs> you see what happened. But in the beginning, <laughs> right. the formula worked and they stuck to it. That was the whole ego thing and a bunch of other stuff got in the way. But um, the formula does work. So, yeah, it was good. Black Panther is officially the most decorated um, Marvel superhero, well, superhero movie, period, period yeah. in um, period. Academy Awards history. Um, but everybody was upset about Green Book winning Best Picture. Um, and in my own personal opinion, I feel like it was a political move, but it's it's always, if they, and this is what I feel like, a lot of the times when there is a prominent um, black actor in a film or, you know, best actor or main character in a film, typically the best picture goes to that mo- that movie if there's like a white savior character, which in this film, there kind of was one, which he wasn't, but I feel like that's why it won. Because from... <laughs> From when the, you said that, it, my chest just contracted. That's why I'm looking at you like that. Like, but, dang, but yeah, that is so true. Because there's no way that Green Book was better than Black, Black Panther. Panther. There's no way. Um, but I feel like because of the times that we're living in, it's it it kind of reminds me of the clip that we posted to the podcast when 
Toni Morrison had to check the yes um, interview where she said, like, Will you ever write white characters into yeah. your, yeah. And it's like, it's just because you're not used to not being in the center. So it's like, yeah, y'all can do good in your own movies, mm-hmm. but when you're in it with us, we have to be right the center. Um, and now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So Black Panther did have a white person in it who did not save the day. He was not the savior, but he did help the cause. Is there is there any room to say, well, Black Panther kind of had a white guy who yeah, but, was doing right by black people? Yeah, but no. <laughs> but he wasn't the savior. He, like No, the, Mahershala and the, they the were Braver. the main two. Yeah. Um. And uh, something else that bothered me is that when they accepted the award, it was like there was like a little to no mention of the reason why there was a green book. And I'm like, that, that, that had an issue with that, it well. That right there says it all. Like, right. that should have been the first thing out of your mouth. So, so. Because it's like so you, you, you use this. And played upon it and made a movie and now you're winning an Oscar and you, you, you're you not even going to really pay homage to what this was really all about. Like the title of the movie. Right. That's where I'm just like. Like nothing about. But if that had been a movie with an all black cast, rest assured that they would have gotten up there and said something about the history behind the story which made the movie. Just like how Regina King spoke about James Baldwin. Right. Just how Spike Lee talked about the history. Right. They said nothing about um, Victor Hugo Green, who actually made the Green Book for us to navigate basically a directory of safe businesses to patronize when navigating through Jim Crow South. That's right. That did not stop being in publication until like around 64 or 66. Mm -hmm. So this was not that long ago. So why couldn't you, for, for people who may not know about black history or, you know, just for... Just to be right, because this is where that idea came from. Why couldn't you just, couldn't you just say it? Yeah. Give a little, you know, it's Black History Month. Why, why not they just say it? But because uh, they didn't not just say it. They didn't say it because it wasn't even a thought. And that's and that's what I don't like. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm still glad for Mahershala because, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But kind of, that per- was perturbed by that a little bit. Courtney be perturbed so. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, good stuff. So, on the topic of television, mm-hmm. uh, I may have mentioned this to you before, but Netflix is, is doing their thing. First of all, I've always been a fan of Netflix, even before they started doing, like, Netflix originals and Way a before. bunch of docuseries that, you know, I mean, they're really doing their thing, but um, just wanted to let you guys know that they're planning to expand their global audience. I watched a movie, can't think of the name of it right now, um, but it's... It was a movie that was, like, set in Africa, and I think, like, the whole cast was African, and production team was African and everything, so I was like, okay, we're on our way, and sure enough, it's ordered its first original, African original series called Queen Sono. Good. Yep. Um, I think after they acquired the rights to the movie that I watched, it was Lionheart, mm-hmm. and Lionheart must have really done well for Netflix, because they were like, oh, uh, light bulb. A lot of them are doing. I, I think that. I, I think a lot of uh, African-based movies and series are doing well. Like 
Beast of No Nation. That was Netflix. Yes, that sure was. Um, that was good. Really good. Because, you know, that whole thing about it not being able to be nominated for an Oscar yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, chewing Gum. <laughs> you know I like Chewing You don't like Chewing Gum, I but I do like Chewing Gum. Um, Black Earth Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, it's centered about, around the Rwanda genocide. So, I mean, black people in general, across the diaspora, right. we like entertainment. And yes. we like entertainment that... That highlights us. us. Exactly. So, of course, if they know that we're going to continue to patronize and they're going to be able to keep yeah, inching it, up in prices, right. and, but we still going to keep it. like. And it may, it may be about the money, but like it also still speaks to true inclusivity. Yeah. And pay black people for their black things. I do appreciate mm-hmm. you using black people for their black work. I just want to know when the Beyonce documentary is coming to Netflix so they can stop playing with me. Like, I'm tired of playing. Because I know that it's made. It's probably several of them made. I know that they're made. But is it going to go on Netflix? It should. It should go to Netflix. I'm going to watch it over and over again. It should go to Netflix. I want Lemonade to be on Netflix so I can watch it. It should go to Netflix. I'm just saying, Beyonce. If you listen, because I know you're listening. It should go to Netflix. (laughs) That's all Beyonce does is listen to uh, podcasts. You can't convince me. She listened to podcasts and she watched Real Housewives of Atlanta. Child. What did she used to watch? Uh, Sex in the City. Yes, and she loved um, uh, what's the zombie? Um, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. The oh, Walking yeah. Dead. And Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. So, Game of Thrones comes out this year. Um, on my birthday, April the fourteenth. Don't forget it. Mark all your the, calendars. All the good stuff coming back on. Handmaid's Tale coming yes. on April, April the seventh. I think. Catch up. It's Get you some. Good. Yeah, it's good. And this is the thing. Hurry up and catch up because I don't want to hear nothing. Like somebody that I know was watching Game of Thrones and every day. Oh my god! I'm like that. You know how many years ago that was? <laughs> Does that irk you? Yes. It's just let like people, let people have their things, Courtney. Maybe they couldn't watch it back then. Oh, you're, you're being judgy. God. I'm not being judgy. It's just annoying because they went through all of this. It was like every day. I'm like. Just keep it to yourself, because we've already we've already had all these emotions. So like, okay, fine. We've had all these emotions, and then you get upset when you say oh so and such, and then you know somebody like me that has watched it all. Not saying that I would do this is like oh yeah, so you know because we've, and then you mad because we don't spoil it. Right. So that's why you need to watch it because we don't know how far you've gotten. Exactly. Um. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm trying. We're having to... a production meeting yes, in the middle in of the, the podcast. Oh my god. What? I know what we have to discuss. What? So many things. I'm sorry if this is going to be a long show, and then we will get to the crux. I promise. Two things. First of all, so are you watching um, football next season? I sure not? am. Okay. I so sure for those of you am. who don't know, Colin Kaepernick did settle um, in the NFL collusion case, um, and Eric Reed too, from the Panthers here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There are talks that he might be going to the Panthers or the Patriots. I saw somebody online who was like, there's a joke here, but um, I'm, I don't have the capacity to make it. And I was so tickled. Like, valid point. Panthers, like Black Panther, Patriots, like a Patriot. Yeah, um, that would be Yeah, that's that funny would be either way. Funny. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that team is going to be in a lot of turmoil with Robert Kraft. Not necessarily the team, but just the organization with all of this sex trafficking busting going on. So, Do you want to tell the people what you're talking about? 
I mean, the the Patriots owner Robert Kraft was arrested for um, basically paying for sex mm-hmm. in a, in a brothel where there were sex trafficked women. Right. Um. And I mean, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like all of these escort services and all of these women that are of their own free will roaming around just giving up booty like you're gonna go somewhere like that like yeah i mean i don't know what to tell you you got what you, you got what you paid for okay you got what you paid for um but yeah i'm happy for colin glad that they getting their coins and i'm gonna be interested to see if he goes to the patriots i would like for him to come to carolina i think that it would oh, it would be man. interesting to see him here not that i want them to win because i don't but um, it would be, yeah, be interesting for the city for the city to have him here. So, and I'm definitely watching. I, I, it killed me not to watch this year. We actually had a good season. Like I've been a Bears fan, and we've been trashed for years and years. So I'm glad you got your money, Colin, so I can go back to looking at my team because I, I, I'm ready to look at my team. Now. So this was, I didn't held out. This was my issue, though. This was my question, not my issue, because um, I'm not I'm not judgy. But the reason Colin would get on one knee is because of police brutality. Right. Police aren't done brutalizing people. They're still doing it on a regular basis. So were we supporting the person or were we supporting the effort? I think it was a little of both. Okay. But that is why, and you know I always go back and forth about this with the boycotts. Mm-hmm. So that is why I say, it, I don't, I'm not, not necessarily boycotts, but like the protests and that type of stuff, unless there's a plan. Because, as you said, now what? Right. Now what? Because I'm going to watch my Bears play. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch them play. Because at the end of the day, the players aren't going to stop playing. Mm-hmm. They want their money. Police are still going to kill people. They just said, shoot, be these in on site. So my thing is, what, in opposed to just not watching football... What are we gonna do? Right. Well, what, as taxpayers, that's the that's the main thing. Like, what what can we do? Because, okay, now he's back playing. Right. So the so the symbol is gone. Not that the symbol is gone, but you you get what I'm saying. Like the symbol is gone. Now what? All right. Moving along. It's just a question of you know something for you guys to think about out there. And we would love to hear what your opinion is on that. So one other thing I definitely want us to touch on because we did not get to talk about it. So did you see Monique talking to her friend from back in the day, Steve Harvey, on his show recently? Mm -hmm. For those of you who have not heard their dialogue with one another, I'm going to share it with you right now. I've done nothing wrong. When you tell the truth, you have to deal with the repercussions of the truth. We black out here. We can't come out here and do it any kind of way we want to. Let me, Listen oh, to me. Your husband yes. can't be the Sydney that he really is out here. Let me tell you They're something. Not, that flexing, Let me we got to flex something. a different way. We Let out me. here in a game. This the money game. This ain't the black man's game. This ain't the white man's game. It's this is the money, the money game. game. But I, we in the something. money game. And We're you cannot sacrifice yourself. The we best are. thing you can do for this poor people is not be brother. one of them. You cannot help them. We're in the money game. Home. But let me tell you what the game is before the money game. Like before the money game, it's called the integrity game. And we've lost the integrity worrying about the money. But, Mo, and wait a minute. if wait I a minute. crumble, if you my crumble, children crumble, my grandchildren crumble, I cannot, for the sake of my integrity, stand up here and let everybody that's counting on me crumble so I can make a statement. There are ways to win the war in a different way. 
We got more right after this. Okay, so <laughs> I have to tell you that I did go back and I watched the entire interview mm -hmm. with them. Be and I did that because what I saw was a lot of people commenting on her behavior and her, 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 her. And I'm like, are we watching yes. the same video? Because yes, the opposite. several times she, you know, retracted or sat there with her mouth closed or even put her finger over her mouth while she listened to Steve and he kept cutting her off. In addition to that, what? What be like, so the integrity, the money game is more important than the integrity game. To him. I know plenty of people that would argue <laughs> with to him. it is. To support him, though. I know plenty of people that would argue to support him like, well, we're not finna be broke out here. And it's so funny because I was just thinking this weekend, and maybe this doesn't correlate, but in my brain it does, so I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I was riding around and looking at houses, and I was just making the statement like, I've always been somebody who wanted to make sure, like, all the black people got things. And I can remember black families who made it out or, you know, went up a status. And it was like, we the only black people that live over here. Mm -hmm. And and they saw that as a good thing. And I'm like, but I want all the Negroes to have it. Like, mm -hmm. I want all the little black children to be riding up and down the greenways because we all live here in this nice area. And... I don't, I don't really understand Steve's logic when it's like, no, you don't have to be broke. There are other ways to make money, and you don't have to compromise your integrity to do it. So he's telling Mo, like, you need to be quiet and shut your mouth and do what these good people tell you so they can cut you a check. Meanwhile, <laughs> Monique is still making money. Yeah, she got blackballed, but she I just went and saw her in the show and she was great. Yeah, I don't I think that I think that just like with like say for instance like with Colin. Yeah. He he knew what the implications were when he spoke out and did what he did and he he was okay with that. Right. So my guess would be that when Monique called for that boycott, she knew what the implications were and she was okay with that. Right. I feel like as far as Steve, I, now I do not agree with him saying that you should compromise your integrity because that that's crazy. But we already know you the one ran up there with Trump, so that's why I'm just totally like, why do I keep forgetting? That's that? why I'm Every just like, why, is, it, up, why like, is anybody surprised? I'm not surprised, okay? okay? But I do understand what he's saying. Where he him him as the man, he is the breadwinner for his family, and so I can understand that he wants to protect. His legacy and his money. I get that. Okay. So it's kind of like I see where she's coming from. I see I see where he's coming from in that regard. Um I'm I I still just just like it goes back to like the like with how we talked about with Colin, how we boycotted the NFL and now everything is okay. Mm -hmm. So like when Steve asked her, okay, just boycott Netflix. Does that mean stop watching it? Does that mean cancel your subscription? What like what is the plan? That that's my thing. Like, we can't just keep saying let's just boycott, but what for how long? Like, what was the plan actually? But you know what I didn't like about the interview? If you watched the whole thing and well, I'm assuming that you did, and he says that and she's like, Okay, well you're right about this or that, but like 
then make sure that whatever it is you're saying is accurate. For instance, Steve was like, if you had asked us to do, if you had asked us to boycott Netflix and do X, Y, Z, then I would, you know, I would have done it. No, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. Not the same person who's standing on stage saying, basically, like, you can't be your black self. Your husband can't be his black self. You know what I'm saying? It's the money game, which in essence translates to me as this the white people's game because white people are the ones with the money like there are black people with money but white people have the money. money so let me ask you something do you feel like the regina kings the viola davises the octavia spencers the angela bassett's mm -hmm. do you feel like they haven't had any of these struggles like monique that's a really good question um i i would be hard pressed to think that most women and definitely women of color specifically black women have had similar struggles mm -hmm. every just just like my struggles aren't the same as yours and we both black and we're both women mm -hmm. i mean like around this so i'm talking about based in like the, their industry right in that money game as steve calls it because that's what it is but in right. in that arena absolutely but there i have so like the viola davises and the regina kings I have watched interviews where they said, we just said no. We turned it down. And maybe they didn't make a big deal out of it. Maybe they weren't loud and boisterous about it. Maybe they were just like, I'm not going to do this. Let me move on. And and Monique's personality is different. So she's a noisemaker, mm -hmm. right? And so she made noise where maybe somebody else was a little more docile. It doesn't say anything negative about their personality if they're both standing for the same thing they just stood in different ways and we saw monique and because monique was willing to make noise about it and any anybody else who's willing to make noise about it then they subject themselves to a certain amount of public opinion public scrutiny and you get to see that whereas viola davis can say i'm not doing this and then they'll go pay sally sue twice the salary to do what viola davis wouldn't do and viola davis just graciously graciously moves on the only difference is sometimes sometimes courtney it takes a monique mm -hmm. for a viola to get her justice even if monique never does and i hate that i hate that for the moniques of the world i'm not specifically talking about her now but a lot of it's so funny because i was at work a couple weeks ago and i wanted to do something and everybody else wanted to do it too and nobody wanted to speak up and i went to my supervisor and i said and I just, I'm like this. So I'm like, man, don't you see everybody back here want to do X, Y, Z? I know you know that's what they want to do. Why are you waiting until somebody comes up to you and makes a big deal out of it? And you know what my supervisor said? Everybody can do it but you because you standing for the people. Since you wanted to be the mouth of the people, now granted, ended up joking and allowing me to do it as well. But it's like that in real life a lot of times. You're the one who stands up for what's right and then other people benefit from it. I mean, such is history, right? Mm -hmm. Slavery, all that. Some people revolted and died and they didn't get to see it. And, you know, now we can sit here and make a podcast and be entrepreneurs and drink at the same fountains as white people and sit at the counters. It's just the way of the world. It's the way of history, in my personal opinion. Okay. Uh anything else oh. there's so many other things that we could talk about but i know you guys don't have all day how so long have we been talking girl you really want to know like yeah. an hour really yeah 
And so you and I had discussed uh, just with this being Black History Month and we're about to segue out of Black History Month. Um, really, it's Black History 365 around here. We say that all the time. We share black facts with you guys all the time. Just wanted to kind of talk about black history and black future and black present. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are some like I was reading this story not too long ago about how the Underground Railroad, you know, when you're growing up and you learn these stories about how slaves used to, you know, go from house to house or place to place or business to business. And they called it the Underground Railroad leading to the north. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, from the Carolinas or from Georgia and the Tennessees and, and places like that on up into Canada and into Canada. What I did not know was that the Underground Railroad also... Well, I did know, but I didn't know that it was going as far as, like, Mexico and that the difference between Mexico and the United States or parts of Canada was that there was a rule that you had to turn in runaway slaves even if they made it to a free state. Mm-hmm. And Mexico was like, uh, yeah, no, mm-hmm. we're not, we not abiding by that rule. You made it to Mexico... Um, you were home free. And so the Tejanos or the Texans, because Texas used to also technically be like Mexico. part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they acted as conductors to help African-Americans get to freedom. Mexico abolished slavery in 1829 when Texas was still a part of the country. country. There's a whole lot of other history behind that, but it prompted um, white slave holding immigrants to fight for independence which is, you know, how the whole Texas Revolution happened. <clears throat> and then once they formed the Republic of Texas in 1836, they made slavery legal again. Just so shameful. <laughs> like, was it that serious? Yeah, that free labor. And that free still... labor is serious, even yeah. now. Right. <laughs> Child. It might as well be free. Right. Because, I mean, people aren't earning a living wage, so. Right. Yeah, it's serious. Or jails. Yes. So, um, it continued to be legal in Texas whenever, you know, they joined the U.S. in, 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 uh, 1845. Um, but there is evidence that there are escapees who ended up in Mexico from, like, North Carolina, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Alabama, um, Louisiana. Like, if you made it from North Carolina to Mexico, think about, like, how big Texas is mm-hmm. and how people in texas are like what you probably had to go through to get to mexico Mexico. from north carolina you are one bad mother Mm -hmm. shut your mouth you know what i'm saying so just wanted to share that little bit of history with you guys um it said that anywhere from five thousand to ten thousand slaves escaped into mexico um via the underground railroad so if you don't know now you know that's awesome awesome Um, and then I was talking to you and we were talking about one black, I don't know, what was it that we were discussing about? Is um, it present day or the past? Um, I think we just, we discussed a couple of things, but, um, one, one, um, black history 365 or current black history that's going on is there is a black owned, um, pharmacy 
here in Charlotte, and I think it's called Premier Pharmacy and Wellness Center. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a black-owned pharmacy right here in Charlotte, and it also has like a wellness clinic um attached to it. And it was opened by an HBCU alum. His name is Dr. Martez L. Prince. He went to Florida A and M. And it's on Monroe Road. And in addition to the pharmacy, it has like I stated an on-site clinic and a retail shop. That's awesome. So. I mean, hey, one Saturday you want to swing by there and say hello? Yeah, we I think should. we should. We should, yeah. Um, wow, definitely. I mean, I'm gonna have to get my little scripts in over there, girl. Okay, you know, for my beauty pills because I get them prescribed. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that. Um, and um, also there is another um, um, black. I guess I want. I keep want to say Black History, but it's kind of like Black History in the making. But right. there is a young lady. Um, she's from D.C. Her name is Angel Rich, and she has created um, what's called a credit stalker. Yeah, credit stalker app. And basically, what it does is through like animation and, and games and simulation, it teaches um, younger kids or you know like um, high school, college age about credit. Um, loans and financial health, basically. Um, and she's um, also a um, HBCU alum. She's from D.C. And I can't think of what college she went to, but she went to an HBCU, too. Um, but, yeah, like, we out here doing it, girl. Like, the black folks, that's why, like, I want y'all to stop saying that Black History Month was ruined or something. Like, it is not ruined. As long as we're all roaming the earth, as we long good. as we're Roman, Barack's United States of America, because they still belong to him. Okay. <laughs> Black History Month is in full force. So I want y'all to quit saying that. Like, all of this stuff that's going on does not stop Black History Month. Okay? We still out here winning. So chill out, okay? Chillax. Hampton. Hampton. Angel went to I knew I was going to say, man, because I could see her face. Yes. Good I'm as like, day. what school did she go to? But yes, another HBCU alum. Um, Angel went to um, Hampton, University. Hampton University. Oh, it's not Credit Stalker. It's Credit Stacker. I'm like, I don't think it's Stalker. Right. It's Credit Stacker. Um, yeah, and I, and I think that that's very, very appropriate because, I mean, you think about it. You have 18-year-olds who don't know the first thing about taking care of themselves, paying bills, but they're expected to go to war and basically open themselves up to being killed and or take out hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans that they have no idea what it's going to be like to pay it back. And I just feel like that is negligent. I feel like it's underhanded. It is. And it's basically setting people up to fail. That's what... Mm. And that's and so, I mean, kudos to Angel Rich for taking this into her own hands. I really feel like there should be some type of mandate where... Home economics should include a financial literacy course. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Absolutely. when I turned 17, 18, you want me to start taking out loans. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not, nobody's going to tell me what this means. Long term. Yeah. And your family, they may have never gone to college or sometimes in the black community, you know, people scared of credit cards and scared to get stuff in their name. So they don't really know. So you're just thrown out here to fend for yourself. So if you have something that could potentially help someone that's, you know, created by a person of color. Right. Why not take advantage of it? And I think it's a free app, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome, girl. 
Um, I did want to mention Sherry Beasley, who became the first African American woman to lead North Carolina Supreme Court. I saw that. Yep. Um, first time the state of North Carolina has had a black woman as the head judge for the state. Um, former Chief Justice Mark Martin announced in January that he would uh, retire uh, last month, this month, last month, whatever. Um, to take a job leading a Virginia law school. Um, and so state law gave Roy Cooper the power to pick someone to take Martin's place. And it's so funny because Associate um, Justice Paul Newby asked to be nominated for the role mm-hmm. and didn't get chosen. And so he was upset. I'm going to just leave it at that. Like, <laughs> he was upset. Um, but Governor Cooper decided against it, and now we have Sherry Beasley, so... That's dope. Also, um, Greenville, South Carolina, mm-hmm. got their first African-American circuit uh, court judge this year, Judge Alex Kinlaw Jr. He was the third African-American to serve as a family court judge in the state when he was elected to um, the 13th Judicial Circuit that served Greenville and Pickens Counties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pickens County. So, congratulations to him as well. Black people still doing firsts and big things and you know I live for the day when it isn't the firsts but until then we're going to continue to highlight them I do also want to mention we're just really bigging up like the area if you notice Mm -hmm. in this show like North Carolina stand up yeah that's what we do so there is a black business highlight that I just have to mention I really don't want to hold it anymore I don't know if you saw this when you were out and about for NBA All-Star Weekend but there's a new ride share. And so I have started taking ride shares everywhere. Like I drive my car, but if I need to go to the airport or like I go to a different city, you can forget it. I'm not renting a car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on my little phone, hit my little ride share up, mm-hmm. the one that I support, and, um, you know, take my ride and then tip the driver. Here in Charlotte um, is Scoop Me. And I thought that was the cutest name that's very cute so cute so um i like scoop me because they okay so they premiered uh nba all-star weekend they actually had a lot of celebrities supporting them and you know their street team was on point for the weekend um but with scoop me there's a panic button for emergencies so like if you're a young lady or young man who feels uncomfortable with the driver Mm -hmm then you can hit the panic button so that it will alert the app that you're on a ride in a certain car with a person who's making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, they do extensive background checks, the heaviest background checks out of all the um, ride shares that are out. So they double check on all of their drivers and they claim to be the safest ride share uh, with the best drivers. And I hear that their drivers also get paid better. Mm. So, um, if you're interested, you can download the app. You can follow them at Scoop M app on Instagram. That's why I couldn't find them. Oh, because you were looking for Scoop Me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, it's Scoop M app. Um, also, if you want to be a driver, driver.scoopm.com. Um, and just, you can also go to www.scoopm, excuse me, scoopme.com. And if you decide that you're going to ride with Scoop Me or you're going to rate them, just um, make sure you let them know where you heard it first. Right. Right here on the Culture Shock Podcast, because that's what we do. We highlight black business. That's right. Woo-hoo. Congratulations to, to you guys, though. 
Woo, anything else? Girl, no, that's it. Okay, okay. Well, moving right along, I do want to know, per usual, what inspired you this week? Or what made you laugh? Um, What made me laugh, I can't say on here. Okay, girl. Just um, tell me later. But, because <laughs> it's kind of vulgar, but it was funny. Anyway, um, this was actually my inspiration from All-Star Weekend. Okay. So, Another one of North Carolina's own. Um, Stephen Curry was here um, in his hometown of Charlotte over oh NBA weekend. And we talked about how these companies really, really used all their marketing budgets to to make um, All-Star Weekend really, really great. Not only for um, the people that were flying in for All-Star Weekend, but just, you know, the people of the community of Charlotte. Like, there were a lot of free events and parties and dunk contests and I mean, everybody was just giving away stuff. So, um, you know, Stefan is with Under Armour. That's who um, sponsors him. I love um, their work. And, I mean, and stuff. Yes, it's really yeah, good. It um, and I was wondering because I went to the Nike experience at the Mint Museum. And I was like, why is Steph jersey up? But then I thought, I was like, oh, he's with Under Armour. They yeah. can't put his jersey up. Um, so this weekend, I know, well, not this weekend, but two weekends ago, I mean, there was a Jordan. Jordan had his birthday party. LeBron James did something at Dave and Buster's, a Sprite party. There was just all kinds of stuff. And, of course, you know that these companies were paying for all of this. So um, what Steph did is he um, basically got Under Armour to donate their entire marketing budget for the weekend to renovate his childhood um, Charlotte Recreation Center, the Carol Hoffner Center, and um, Under Armour basically pledged a seven-figure commitment to renovating this space, new everything for those children. And Talk about a warm fuzzy, man. Yeah, that's just, I, I mean, like, when people say they don't like Stephanie Aisha, I'm like, why? Right. Like, how can you, you not like them? Yes, like, there's no way around it, like, there's nothing, like, what about them do you not like? Right. Like, there's nothing to not like. And I think that was just a huge inspiration of um, someone who is from here that has made it to that level and is now making sure that their celebrity that they've acquired does some good where it really, really counts. Right. Um. So, I just, that was my inspiration. I just thought it was such a such a good thing to do, so. I love it. Okay, yours. I, so celebrity funny and cuteness um, was both my inspiration and my funny. What I thought was funny was a couple weeks ago when Michelle Obama's mama was asking her like um, if she got to meet any of the real celebrities at the uh, Grammys. I'm like, uh, she is a real celebrity, ma'am. She's our first lady. Yes. Hello. Not to her mama. But, right. But I thought that was funny. I also thought Luna, because um, you know, I love the legends. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's not their name, but you know what I mean. Stevens. Right. The well, Stevens. Deja Vu. I thought about that, but yeah, Stevens. Um, so, but the legends for cuteness. And uh, I think they had made uh, Luna a soup or something like that, and she was eating it, and they were like, well, what, do you like it? And they, she was she like, She looked yeah. like it was nasty at first. And she did. And they were, she was like, it tastes like candy. And they were like, carrot candy? No, orange candy. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cute, but um, I was inspired by... Uh, recently by Nipsey. First of all, did you? I know you guys have had to have seen them because we posted some of the pictures, but those pictures of Nipsey in the hood. Yeah, they were nice. They look good. 
They look nice. And the white horse. Mm-hmm. They, they look, look good. Nice. And whoever new, and do, new. Whoever was creative direction needs a raise. Yes. Because they did really good. <laughs> that woman or that man a raise. They they need a raise. But um he was I was watching a video clip of him and I can't remember what the exact question was, but he was basically like, I just didn't quit. Like that's the only distinguishing quality between me and like somebody else who probably, you know, is going through this or went through something like this is uh, I went through all of the stages and mm-hmm. I just didn't give up. And if you think, if you like Nipsey Hussle, you love his music, if you like his products, if you've seen his um, interviews and stuff like that, you know, he's been around for a long time, which is the story for most of the celebrities that we love. Like, they've been working at this. You talked about Regina King and how mm-hmm. she's been an actress since she was a teenager, like she was a child star. Um, so, same thing, just he was also encouraging people like, if you think about how long I've been in the game, like I've been doing this, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a testament and an inspiration to me and I'm sure to many other people who saw it. I also shed a thug tear for Slick Woods. Um, she posted earlier this week, well, about a week ago, and it's a picture of her and a, another young woman who looks so similar to her. And the caption read, cried a lot. Me and mom, fresh out after 17 years in prison. Her mama looks like she could be like 24. So I don't know how she was in there for 17 years. And later in the week, she also posted another picture of, I guess, Slick's baby. But you can't see the whole head, but you see her mom's whole head. And it says, have you ever um, had to write your mom a letter? Love you more than life itself, forever and ever. Now you can grow old with me, mommy. And that just feels so good Mm -hmm. for Slick and her mom, like knowing that now they can have this relationship and be together. And she gets to be a grandma to a new baby. That's sweet. Yeah. Thought that was sweet. Um, What is your good word for the good people? My good word from for, for the good people of the Culture Shop Podcast, Congregation in Christ. Amen. Comes from the book of Drake, chapter 12, verse 4. And the verse goes as follows. Whatever you did, it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I want y'all to just stop holding grudges. Let it go. Whatever they did, it is what it is. Um, Just unfollow, block, delete, and move on. Just let them go. Whatever it is, whatever you did. It is what it is. That's all I got to say. I like it. What about you? I appreciate it. You have you ever seen that Instagram? Um, Drake on a cake. No. Yo, it's the best thing ever. Drake on a cake. I usually don't pull, but go go look at Drake on a cake. It'll make your day. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's just like Drake lyrics, but it'd be right on time. Always on time. And it's on a cake. Yes, like it's somebody decorating the cakes and they put like Drake lyrics on there but they'd be like one liners that you could just use on a regular kind of like that I gotta go find Drake you on do cake. Drake on a cake cause Drake Drake be preaching a little bit now okay some not always or at least his writer his writer yeah they be preaching it's the ministry in there here and there especially on that Take Care album that was pure ministry all the way through but anyway what's your good word for the good people I had a really difficult time choosing one this week because so many good things um hit me that I wanted to share with you guys and so I just started writing them down because I never know when I'm gonna need to pull one out of the books because nothing really you know worked with my spirit that mm-hmm. week but one thing that's really been resonating with me is you don't have to you don't have to call <laughs> it's okay girl 
Cause I'ma be alright tonight. I don't know why I had to get that in there. That's all right. Sorry to interrupt. I won't go leave you hanging. <laughs> you see, I won't go leave you hanging. That was a good one. I felt it in my spirit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Period. Period. What a T. <laughs> Who did that the other day? And I was like, oh. Don't even bring it up. I'm not going to mention it. Don't her. mention it. Okay. Do not mention it. Because I'm so damn sick of it. I'm sick of the scams and the stunt. That, that Joanne the Scammer, stage five. All of them. Don't oh, bring it. Girl. Every, from you know the mama to the, to the youngins. Y'all already know who we talking about. Okay. Stage five scammer. So I'm just remember, I'm, me too, girl. So I'm just, just remember. You don't have to if you don't want to. And I don't care if we're talking about sex. I don't care if we're talking about going to the store. I don't care if we're talking about your job. You don't have to if you don't want to. Don't let your friends pressure you into going out. If you don't want to, if you want to be in your pajamas, just say no. You ain't got to explain it either. A no is a no. A no is a no. That's something that no... Period and um oh I'm sorry those are two things like I really work on hard and I think that I have come close to mastering no with the stare down mm-hmm. don't wait for an explanation because if you're not my mama or my man you ain't gonna get yeah, yeah, it I think about that like I have a friend who's very chipper mm-hmm. and she will say no all the time but the way she says it I can hear her saying it and it's funny. Because, like, I'm like, oh, you want to do X, Y, Z? And she's like, no, girl. Like, I can hear her saying it. Like, yeah. okay, well, she just don't want, like, it's no, she doesn't explain anything. Right. She's like, no, girl, I can't. Or, not today. Maybe next time. Love you. Right. Like, and it's just like, oh, okay. Like, no. That sounds like a girl. period on the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to, girl. No. Not today. Next time. I like that. Like, I had to, you know, I had to catch myself from doing it. It wasn't that I was saying no, but. I have a hard time apologizing. So I was going to apologize to something that I had said to someone, mm-hmm. which I really feel as though what I said is true, mm-hmm. but it's it's not my job to tell you what you need to do with your life. Right. And I don't need to be doing that. Unsolicited, okay? Right. So I, I started to say, I said, you know, when I said X, Y, Z the other night, that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Right. And I started to like go into this whole thing and I was like, no, 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 no. Reel it, it back in. It don't even matter. I'm just telling you I was wrong. I don't need no explanation. Right. Don't, I'm not. Tr- I was wrong for what I said. Right. Period. <laughs> Period. Like some things don't need no explanation. Just I agree. No and or I'm sorry or whatever and right. move on. Right. Just move on. That was a good one. I seen something too on Instagram. It was like if I'm not genuinely excited about the thing, I'm not doing the thing. Right. It ain't got to I've be. I've seen that before too. It ain't got nothing to do with the cost. It ain't got nothing to do. I, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to go and have a good time, have a good time. Yeah. I ain't going with you. Listen, I know that fear of missing out, FOMO is real for a lot of people, but honey, nine times out of 10, you're really not missing anything. You're even not. If, even if the party was good, there will be another good party. If you didn't want to go, you're not going to have a good time nine mm-hmm. times out of 10. And the whole time, you're going to be like, see, I knew I shouldn't have came over here. Mm hmm. I knew I shouldn't have came to this because I didn't want to go in the first place. Mm-hmm. And don't let don't, don't let, let nothing bad happen. Oh, or like you get a speeding <laughs> ticket or something. You be like, I knew I should have kept my 
in the yes. house. That's happened to me before. I did not want to go out and I got pulled over. Yes. I'm like, now see, I knew I should have stayed at home. So, or that's what you say. Something was telling me to stay. Right. <laughs> Something was telling me and to stay. And girl, home. the people that like nagged and pulled and nagged and pulled, all they can say is, sorry. Because they, they ain't, it ain't them. There's no stock. They have no stock in your issue. Ooh, that's a word too, but I'll save that for another day. Anyway, um, y'all. Thanks for always rolling with us. We love you so much. We will talk to you next week. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you guys are sharing the mm-hmm. podcast information, sharing the show. Listen, if you have to take your friend or your mama or your auntie or your cousin or your daddy or your brother or whoever's phone and hit the little purple button on the iPhone with the little podcast thing and log into it and follow the Culture Shop Podcast, just do, do that for do them that one favor. They deserve this. And then turn around and be like, "Don't say I never did nothing for you." You, you deserve to hear us because exactly. we are here popping. Okay, <laughs> we are here popping and trying to give y'all this good information. Okay, all the time. I want to give one shout out. Go. I want to give a shout out to my friend Amika, who. Um, is in Guatemala City. In little, little, Guatemala City. Why she ain't tell me? Girl, she did. Well, her husband is in the military. Oh. Um, but <laughs> she is um a fellow Ram. She's a nurse, and she is one of our day one supporters. But can we come visit though? <laughs> <laughs> and um, of course, you know, there's not that many like. Um, black television stations right, they don't have right. access to this stuff so she listens to our commentary about black culture and it kind of makes her feel at home oh. so Damika if you're listening and we, we know lo- you are we love you and I personally thank you girl for being a huge support um, to this show and just about everything else I got going on thank you so much um, just for for always listening and, and giving good feedback and just hanging in there with us and it makes me happy to know that this brightens your time away from the states grand pride grand pride you know you guys can follow us on social media on instagram twitter facebook you can hear us anywhere you can hear a podcast wherever you're listening now soundcloud google play stitcher you name it we are there any last words say it loud I'm black and I'm proud. Black History Month is still on and popping. I need y'all to get it together. CLAA this weekend. Show up and be black. But buy tickets to the game and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you know. And wear some clothes. Next year to last year. Don't nobody want to see all your yams and ass hanging out. Right. Or you'll be sick like I was last week. PSA. Cover your yams <laughs> up. And buy good shapewear. Because I'm sick of you. I'm sick of it. Buy some shapewear. That's all I got to say. Shout out to Monique from Man of World One. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. We'll talk to y'all next week. Until then, we out. We out.